and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. What an opportunity. Uh, I want to say thank you first and foremost to uh, Brother Elijah. Thank you so much for, for doing this. I, I, I want to, you know, just double what Dustin said to you last night, being faithful and doing this. And thank you, Pastor William, for letting us host this. Uh, as a pastor, I know how, how much it takes to let someone stand on your stage in your pulpit. So I appreciate that. Dustin, great word yesterday. JD, good, good word today. Haven't got to hear yet, my brother, but um, appreciate all you guys. Good stuff. So um, sometimes I get asked what, uh, you know, as a pastor, I get asked what seminary I went to. And I like to tell people, you know, I went to uh, Keith Moore in the car on the way to work university. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I followed that up. I, I got my next degree of Kenneth Copeland in my parents' basement university. So <laughs> that's my education. You know. So it's, you know, I get an opportunity tonight to preach to not only some literal families, but family. You know, people with like faith. And, uh, you know, utterance was greatly affected by the hair. Man, I got some friends in the house right here. Um, so what an honor. You know, I, I, little, I feel a little bit like I'm in boot camp. You know, like I'm meeting some other guys who've been recruited. I was, I, was, I, was over, I was over there. I'm getting to meet Chris. You know, we even got the right haircut going on. If it, like we're in, like we in boot camp, man. I'm meeting all the all these guys who have been recruited into the army, and we're we're ready to go, and uh, we're ready to take our our leg of the journey. And uh, I want to thank you know I got I got a bunch of friends and family I know online from my home church. Y'all are awesome. I know they're joining us, so thanks for joining us online. Comment below. Let us know you're watching, and hopefully you'll stay through the whole week. Go back and listen to the messages uh, that were already preached. Um, but what an honor. Uh, I want to take a moment. And I just want to pray. I want to start, and I want to yield myself to the Lord. Because, you know, we don't want to hear from, you know, God uses us, but you don't want to hear from just me. Uh, we want to hear from the Lord. Heavenly Father, I ask you to use me tonight. Um, I'm simply a tool in your hands. Use me to minister. I'm asking that you would think through my mind and speak through my lips. Help me to deliver what you would want delivered tonight. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you guys, are, many of you guys are preachers, and if you aren't, you, you get pulled a hundred different ways. You guys are going to have to help me go the right direction here tonight. Uh, even sitting there in worship and sitting there here, here in Elijah, I'm just like, man, I could go this way, I could go this way, I could go this way, I could go this way. And um, so we got some good stuff. One thing I wanted to share before I jump into what I prepared, God is a God of strategy. God is a God of strategy. And so many people are sitting home on their, ho on their hands waiting for God to do something. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit later. It's not all up to you but it's not all up to him. God, he's, a, he's a God of strategy, even, you know, what you just shared. Don't go into Egypt. That's a strategy. You go into Egypt and you end up at the wrong place. Whose fault is it? A lot of times people end up in Egypt. God never told them to go to Egypt. They end up in Egypt, something bad happens, and then God gets a bad name. A lot of this bad stuff happening, it, it wasn't the Lord. Um, so God's a God of strategy. Think about this. All throughout your Bible, go wash. That's a strategy. Cast your nets there. That's a strategy. Go catch the first fish. Strategy. March around seven times. God is a divine strategist. 
we don't have to figure out the plan. Take a big deep breath. Because you get people getting that works mentality. Man, I got to figure it out. I got to make it all happen. Friend, you don't have to figure out the plan. You just got to spend time with the one who knows the plan. We need to be spending time with the one. I mean, we've already hit this today. We've got to be spending time with the one who knows the plan. It's not your job to figure out the plan. Your job is just simply to list, acknowledge, hear the plan, listen, and step out. He's all about strategy. He wants to help you capture what is yours. Come on, we know this already. Health, health is already ours. Too many people are trying to get healed. In Christ, we're healed. You may not look healed. You are. You, need a, you may need a strategy on how to capture what's already, what's already yours. That's what Go Wash was. Go Wash was, you're going to capture what's already been provided. We know this, provision's already ours. We're already fully funded. I don't see it in the account yet, but I'm, fu- I'm, fully, I'm fully funded. Morale Ministries is fully funded. Amen. Provision's already ours. Friend, the nations, I mean, this is for anyone. So don't think I'm getting a big head. I'm just saying it for me. You, you can own it for you. The nations are already mine. And let me, I'm going to tell you exactly why. The nations are already mine. And I'm going to tell you exactly why they're already mine. Psalm 2.8 says, Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. I prayed that probably 10 years ago. I asked the Lord, why, why would he put it? If he put it in here, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have put it in here if he didn't want us to ask for it. It's in here for you and me. If we'll ask for the nations, that, that's not just for Dustin, that's for anyone that will ask for it. I don't know about you and me, I want the nations. I don't just want my little house on the corner, I don't even want just a city, I want the nations. And when you fall in love with Jesus, you begin to want what he wants. It's one thing to want stuff for yourself, it's another thing. Friend, he doesn't, you get, he doesn't care what you have, he cares what has you. And the more you fall in love with him, you want to do his will and stuff just shows up. You don't even care about the stuff. And again, you cut me open, I'm going to bleed a little bit of word faith. I'm just going to bleed. But I did see a place where we got too far off and I need the big house. No, I don't. I don't need the big house. I will get the big house because it comes with the inheritance, but I don't care if I get the big house because I'm in love with Jesus. And that has to be rooted out of that word of faith. Again, you get me. I will not blast word of faith because it changed my life. Praise God. But I did see where we got too far off in, I got to prove I'm prospering. I got none to prove but love Jesus. And as I love Jesus, I'm willing and obedient, I'm going to eat the good of the land. But we get too, too worried about our status and the car we drive and all this stuff. Listen, all that stuff's great. You drive a great car, bless God, but, but it can't be about the stuff. The stuff comes with, but it can't be about the stuff. Friend, if he didn't want us to have the nations, he shouldn't have written it. Now, now again, we don't, when you're in faith, you ask for something once. And then you just thank him. We all know Mark eleven twenty four. When you pray, you believe you receive it, and then you'll have it. That's the recipe. Too many people are waiting until they have it to thank God. You've got to thank God before you have it. So when do we have the nations? Come on. Do we have the nations when it looks like our name is on a billboard in Thailand? Come on. We, you and me, when the moment we ask, it's ours. We ask for the nations. We believe we receive it. Now, okay, now people sit at home all day and go, oh, man, I've got the nations. Now what do you do? Got, got to know the next step. Now we need a strategy. Because he's the God of strategy. He's asked. He, he'll, he's given it to us. It's ours. Now we need a divine strategy on how to capture what he's given us. That's what we need. We need divine strategy. You and I are soldiers. And it's, it's, it's everyone. Everyone who's called upon the name of Jesus. It's, 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 that's what I love about it. It's available to anyone. It's not like, oh, you know, look at, look at Elijah. 
him. It's up, it's good for him. Friend, if you be willing and obedient, it doesn't say if you're a minister and you're willing and obedient. If you're a pastor, friend, anyone can be a soldier in the army. We need to start checking with headquarters, get the plan. Jesus is a military leader. And he gives us the plans, and we carry them out for the head. Jesus is thinking bigger than getting ten new guests in your doors at Christmas. Now, now hold on. Like, listen, again, I'm a pastor at a church, so praise God when we get two new guests. Woo, thank God, because more people in the seats means more influence. But, but we have to start looking higher than re- retirement. We have to start looking bigger than, yeah, if I'll get 20 more people in the seats, man. If I'll get my bonus this year. There's nothing wrong with thing, those things. You've got to start thinking bigger. We've, we've, we've got to start thinking about capturing things. Because Jesus, again, he's not like, I just don't see him in heaven going, okay, our big goal this year is five more people at Christmas. He's thinking about capturing Atlanta. We drove, we drove by all these big houses over here, big, enormous houses. How do we capture them? Because we capture, we capture their hearts. They fall in love with Jesus. They bring their wealth. Now we can, we can reach more people. But Jesus, he's a divine, divine strategist. He wants the entire city. He wants the nation. All he's looking from us is a yes. That's pretty simple. He's just, he's just looking for our yes. He's not, you, don't, you don't have to figure out the plan. You don't even, after you do it, you don't even, you know, you plant the seed in the ground. You don't even have to make it sprout. You just simply have to hear the plan and do the plan. He'll do all the hard work. And you know what's cool? He'll even let you enjoy the spoil from the battle. How many times in the Old Testament, you know, he give he does all the hard work. He figures out, he's not even like, you know, what, what do you think you should do? It's like he gives you the plan. All he wants is the credit. He'll give you the spoil. That's what I love about the Lord. He, does just, he just doesn't care what you have. He just he wants the credit. He, he wants the credit. But the, like I already said, the moment it becomes about stuff, we've missed it. You know, I was going to start with a joke because I'll go from zero to 100 just like Dustin said. So I should probably throw a joke in there real quick just to be like the other guys. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, here we go. A, a wife asks her husband, could you please go shopping for me and buy one carton of milk? And if they have avocados, get six. A short time later, the husband returns with six cartons of milk. Why did you buy six cartons of milk, the wife asks. And he replies, they had avocados. If you don't get that one, you got to read back through it. It's all right. Here's what I'm here's what I'm preaching tonight. Here's what I'm preaching. You didn't dock my time, right? You didn't you didn't you didn't dock my time. If we, if we, if we go in an hour and a half, it's Chris's fault. He told me to. Um. So I, uh, you know, th- this is my first conference. What an opportunity and get to meet some of you guys for the first time. I mean, I I consider this such a uh, an opportunity, and if you can't be faithful on the little stage, you can't be faithful on the big, and you got to be faithful with little, so as replies to anyone here, so many times we want, man, I'd, I'd like the biggest business in town, but will you take care of the person you're working for right now, because I think all of us would love to step on stage at a Southwest Believers Convention, but if you won't be faithful here, so this is where it starts, here's where we get to start, this is our, our training grounds where we get to learn, and we'll be faithful with the small, and, and, and the little that looks little, I mean, it's big, Looks little to us, but it's big to the Lord. And if we'll be faithful, um, he'll, he'll bring us up, he'll increase us. So I had something prepared last week, and, um, you know, because this was new for me. At our, we, we have a bunch of campus pastors at our location, so we kind of come together and we get a direction for the message. So it gives us our scripture. So we get to preach our own message, but there's kind of a direction always given. So this is one of my first times, you know, I kind of expected it, but, you know, being a Keith Moore guy, Brother Elijah, what do you think, you know, what should I preach? And he says, 
Be led. So, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, you know, doing that, I started the other week, I started just, how I started is, because uh, too many times we looking for, uh, people are looking for green lights. I operate a lot more by red lights. And and people can agree to disagree on that, but Jesus already said, go ye. I got the, I got the green light. So, because my, cause my heart is the kingdom, I just go. He's kind of got to pull on the reins from. There's too many people sitting at home waiting for him to say go. I already went, and hey, I may, you know, I may, I may miss it sometimes, but at least I'm out there. And uh, you know, one of our great, our great uh, men we look up to says, "I'd rather, I'd rather leave and fall flat on my face than stay, stay home too scared to move." So, um, so too many times we're looking for people are looking for green lights, and we should operate more by just the the red lights. So you know, the Lord, will, Lord will get your attention if you have a heart for Him and you're getting out there. He'll get you to tell you when to pause and slow down. But uh, I would say just get out and do something. If you got something on your heart, if you want to do something for God, just start doing something. You do it sloppy, oh well, you'll learn on the way. So what I did is I started typing on my computer, and I just was, every topic that was coming to my mind, I'm like, maybe that one, maybe that one, maybe that one, maybe that one. And what I did, because just by faith, I picked the one that I felt the most right about, and I just went with that. I said, Lord, this is what I'm going with. you got to direct me. you got to move me if you want me to do something different. Prepared all that last week, and then what a good, what a good word this morning from uh, John David. Uh, when he said, don't look at the bottom, it, it just, God erased everything, and, and I went home. <laughs> I, went, I, went home, I went home today, and I completely prepared based on that one line and what God put on my heart. So if, if you're online or you didn't come, if you didn't come today and you haven't heard the story, I'm going to share it very quick. I hope I don't butcher anything. But you've got to go back and listen to his message today. It'll help you. Basically, from what I took, there was a story of these people that were going into a prison, right? They're going into a prison. They were going to feed. They were going to feed people. They had a bucket of soup to feed the people, and they brought in a bucket for 50 soups. And 200 people ended up coming, and they ended up being able to feed all 200 with 50 soups. And what he said in that is, when they were scooping it, uh, they knew they were getting low. And as they were getting to the bottom, it's like, don't, don't look at the bottom, because they were hitting the bottom as they were scooping it. So as soon as you said, don't look at the bottom, it was like, like just that's what that's what God told me to go on. So. Don't look at the bottom. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm preaching tonight. Don't look at the bottom. Too many people are looking at the bottom of the bucket. Too many people. See, this is good. Before, you know, this is good. This, this is worth you combing your hair and coming out already. <laughs> so here's what, here's, here's what I want to challenge you with. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Too many people are looking at the bottom of the bucket. What are you looking at? See, when you look at the bottom of the empty bucket, all it does is discourage you. You already know it's empty. You heard it. You, you already know it's empty. Is it really going to encourage you to keep looking at it? But how many times do we do that to ourselves? I know it's empty. No, no it's empty. It's empty. I just, you keep looking. It's empty. And you just, that don't help you. Now, some people get over on this other side and they go, it's not empty. It's not empty. It's not empty. It's empty. <laughs> it's like, it's like gas prices aren't high. Gas prices aren't high. I rebuke those in the name of Jesus. Ed, I don't think it works that way. All it does is discourage you. So what do I mean? Stop looking at high prices. Stop looking at the account if there isn't enough. Stop looking at the doctor's report. Stop looking at what runs in the family line. Stop looking at all the crime. Too many people focus on the problem. They're just staring at the bottom of the bucket. Yep, I know there's not enough. We're done. Friend, I'm not saying we ignore the circumstances. Because some people do that, and that's how they end up 
you know, that's that, uh, that, that feigned faith we've heard about, that fake faith. We don't ignore the circumstance. That is not what we do. We aren't ignoring. If the cancer's there, the cancer's there. We're not ignoring that. We aren't ignoring reality. It's not like, well, you guys just don't live in the real world. Oh, yeah, we do. We're not ignoring reality. We are just making a deliberate choice not to look at the bucket. Because when you look at the bu- bucket, what is it saying to you? I'm empty. I'm empty. It's all your, I'm empty. I'm empty. I'm empty. I'm empty. Again, we're not denying that the bucket is empty. We're saying that's not what I'm focusing on. The reality is it's empty, but that's not where my focus is. <clears throat> Can you imagine? In Jesus' name, the bucket isn't empty. Bro, it's empty. <laughs> Quit complaining about high prices and just thank the Lord that he meets all your needs. You can stay. I made a decision. And what is high, really? What is a high price? If you're a multi-billionaire, $3 a gas ain't, ain't that much. I made a decision. I was never going to talk about the gas prices. I was going to thank the Lord every time I went that I always, I always have more than enough. Thank the Lord, I always have more than enough. You get me where I need to go. See, that's, that's looking different. I'm not denying that they're a little higher than you are. I'm not denying it. Well, you just don't live in Yes, I live in the real world. I, it, I don't like paying high prices just like you. But that's not my focus. My focus is on you meet all my needs, and I always, I always have more than enough. Because that's just going to discourage me. So again, don't look at the bottom of the bucket. Stop focusing on that. If you get a bad report, or if you're sick, or if you still need healing, again, we aren't, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. That's not what we do. If that's what you heard, then you missed what we were saying. We're not denying its existence. We're just ignoring it. The reality is, yes, it's there, but how is looking at it going to help? Yeah, the account's low. How is staring at it going to help? Staring at it ain't going to make it higher. Staring at the houses ain't going to make them more affordable. <laughs> you got to ignore the bottom of the bucket because it's speaking to you. It speaks loud and it just wants to discourage you. This is so good. I, I hope that some of you guys have never seen this before because that would be cool just to teach you something you don't know. But Turn to, turn to Mark 5 with me. Mark 5. Uh, this will be the story of Jairus and his dead daughter. We're going to start in verse 35. If they're able to just pull up any verse, they can grab it, but I didn't prepare them. Uh, so Mark 5, 35, uh, I'm in the New King James, which I learned last night was the one that Paul carried. Um, <laughs> Got to go watch Dustin's message last night. Different Dustin. A little shorter, a little less good looking. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love him. He's one of my great friends. I love you, bro. All right. Uh, Mark 5, Mark 5, Mark 5, 35, listen to this. While he, while he, who's it talking about? He, Jesus, while Jesus was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? Now, if you look at that same story in Matthew, uh, the daughter's already dead. That's what it says. In, In Mark, it doesn't bring that out, but if you go to Matthew, when he comes, my daughter's already dead. So, basically comes and you know, we get into the whole thing right there of the great faith of daughter was already dead. He came and said, if you will lay, hand your, lay your hand on her, she'll be healed. But that's not where we're going tonight. Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any, for, any, any further? So basically, these people come as Jairus is pulling Jesus along to go minister to his daughter. And more people come from the house to, to basically say, hey, the daughter's dead. Okay, this is the bucket saying I'm empty. Ready? Here's the bucket saying I'm empty. There's 
this is good. And this is what I hope you like. Guys. As soon as Jesus heard, say heard. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. The word heard here, if you didn't know this, is this the word heard here is parakuo. I don't know, I'm not a, I'm not a theologian, so parakuo, it's something like that. Parakuo is the word heard here. The word for heard here, here's the definition of it. I refuse to hear, I disregard, to be unwilling to hear, to pay no heed to. Come on, that, that's really good. So here's Jesus walking along, and we think he heard it. Like, he heard it, now he's part of the conversation. It, that word literally means he heard it and he ignored it. He heard it and he disregarded it. He didn't, he didn't say, no, in the name of Jesus, she's not, well, no, in the name of me. <laughs> I rebuke you. Come on. See, I may get into these things later. Too many people assuming. Too many people assuming. Because there was a time, this, come on, write to JD's message. You've got to know, you've got to be able to spend time with the Lord. You don't jump out because Elijah spoke to a mountain and it moved. I better do the same thing. Sometimes you're supposed to speak to the wind and waves. Jesus did that. And then there were other times he just walked on it. See, if you assume you're supposed to walk on this one, that you're supposed to tell it to be still and you drown, whose fault? That, that's where you don't just take something and just walk out on it. Now, this is our, our foundation. We know that. But sometimes he says, stand still and see the salvation, Lord. But there's a lot of people that just do that, and they're actually supposed to be going to do something. So that's why you have to get a word for you. for that. That's why you need a strategy for that specific season. So, yeah, the word here. I refuse to hear. I disregard. So, basically, Jesus is standing here, and the bucket, he starts scraping the bucket. And he heard that noise. You know what he did? He ignored it. He refused to listen to it. He didn't deny that it was, he didn't deny that the daughter was dead. He said, I ain't, that's not, well, I'm not listening. I'm, I'm not listening to that. I'm not moving my eyes. It's, it's real. It's, it's very real that she's dead. But uh, I'm ignoring, again, he's, he's ignoring it. As, he's not hearing it like we think heard. And the first time I saw that, and I, I saw that the word heard there is to ignore. Oh, man, I was like, oh, that's good, man. Oh, that's good. So Jesus is like, I refuse to listen to that. Again, he didn't turn to them and rebuke them and say, she's not dead. What, what was he doing? What was he doing here? He wasn't giving his attention to the bottom of the bucket. He didn't deny that it was real. He didn't plug his ears and go, la, 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 la. No, no, there's plenty, of, there's plenty of soup in there. He just said, nope, I'm not going to listen to it. We know what happened later. Verse 41, then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talithi kumai, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl rose and walked. For she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. People need to be amazed. Sadly, we got a bunch of dead religion right now, and people aren't amazed. And that's why you have so many people walking away from the faith, because they don't have, I preached on this last week, you need an encounter with the Lord. You don't, an encounter is what will make you run out the door. You don't need just this, oh, this is what mom and dad did, and this is what we do. It's what we do. No, you need, you need to encounter the Lord, and that's what will cause you to be excited about him. My friend, if you if you got like a something scraping, like again, I just go for it. Like if if the doctor wrote you a note and said it's cancer, that's that's the bucket. That's it's just scraping the bucket. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's easy because I had to walk through that. I'm not gonna say it's this easy to just ignore it. I'm not saying that, but I can at least give you advice and say, I know it's there, but but you gotta quit looking at it. It's reality. Don't ignore it and pretend like it's gonna go away. It's there. 
This, this was a real report. But I, my Bible says in Isaiah, Isaiah 54 that there's another report we can believe. The, uh, and, and our Bible also says that a good report, what is it, makes us, makes us happy. Something like that, close enough. You got this report over here, but you got this report that says he bore my sickness and carried my pains. Which, which one carries more weight? Because he carried my pains. Doesn't feel like it, but that's not, I, I, I'm not looking at that. Again, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but you've got to quit looking at the empty bucket. You've got to quit looking at the account. You've got to quit looking at the prices. You've got to quit looking at what they say. You've got to quit looking at this. If you need to, you've got to turn the TV off. You've got to find new people to be around because they just scrape in the bucket. Abraham in Romans 4, this is 19. You can read this one with me if you want to. I'm going to read it real fast so you better find it quick. Okay, too late. <laughs> Romans 4:19. Without weakening in his faith, he, he faced the fact that his body was good as dead. He, he, he faced the empty bucket. Yeah, it's there. My body's dead. I got it. No, 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 my body's not dead. My body's not dead. That's not what he did. He faced the fact. This is, it is what it is. Since he was about 100 years old, and he faced the fact that Sarah's womb was also dead yet, even though it was, it was right there, what did he do? Oh, man, I'm just too old. And I know you're right there, but I'm not looking at you. My eyes are on the one that said I was going to have Isaac. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith, gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do his promise. So again, he quit looking at the bucket. He wouldn't consider his body. He ignored it. Again, we're not denying. We're just ignoring it. Peter walking on the water, Matthew 14, 30. But when he, Peter, saw, I'd like to say like this, when he looked at it, when Peter looked at the strong wind in the waves, what happened? When Peter looked at the scraping, you're, you're down to your last bowl. Last bowl, you're done. When he looked at the wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Peter decided when he sank because he took, took his eyes off the Lord. At least he made a good move after that and he said, save me, Lord. You know, that was a good move, but, you know. Hey, you know, you, know you can either learn from your own failures or learn from someone else's. We got way too many people want to learn our own, from our own failures. You know, I like to learn that fire's hot from someone else telling me. And we, got, and we got a whole book here, especially they talks about, I think it was at 1 Corinthians 10, it says we got examples. We got a whole bunch of examples. I'm, don't do the same evil stuff. Sadly, we got people that just, they, they don't learn. I've made a choice. I'd rather learn through their mistakes. And uh, it's a good idea, huh? Jesus said, come, as he walked, he turned his attention and his circumstances and began to fall. So again, as we're saying, oh man, God's blessing, oh man, we're feeding people. Oh, bucket's empty. That's what Peter did, walking, oh, this is really good, man, some storms over here, though, and boom, started to fall. So you you, you got to keep your eyes on the Lord, you got to stay connected to him. Jesus, um, Jesus had come as he walked. He turned his attention to the circumstances and began to fall. Again, I'm not denying that there aren't real wind and waves. I'm not denying that they aren't real. I'm simply saying quit looking at them. Quit giving them voice in your life. Yeah, that'll, that'll, man, that'll end right there. you got some people that just, they shouldn't even have a voice in your life. There's some people that should not have a voice in your life. 
We're not denying that they're not real. We're simply not looking at them. We're ignoring them. We are refusing to listen. Voice says, you know, the economy isn't doing well. It's not a real good time to start your ministry. Start a ministry. Come on, my young friend ministers. It's really not a good time to do ministry because people can't give because inflation. <laughs> what did the Lord tell us to do? As far as I'm concerned, I really don't care about the U.S. dollar. If he has to, he'll fill my gas tank without without ever going to a pump. He can fill our he can fill our he can, you know he can fill your refrigerator right now while you're sitting here. And and that see that's not our job to figure out how he's going to do it. It's just our job to believe believe him. He'll do the how. We just we just believe him. And I could really care less. And I'm 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 preaching myself tonight. Got to get myself to a place where I could care less what the U.S. dollar looks like. Because I'm we're going to follow God. I don't care whether we're going we're going to follow God. You know you're not yeah you're not going to have enough. Won't be enough people to give. You know there's all these old ministries. You know you won't. Not enough, you know, not enough jobs for you. Oh, they won't hire you. You know what? I'm always fully supplied. That's found here. I always have more than enough and plenty left over to give, and that's the report we're looking at. Amen? All right, I'll give you another story. The ten lepers in Luke 17. You know this one. As they went, as they went, as they sat and waited to be healed. As they went, they were healed. They again, they could they could have sat there all day going, but we we can't go to the priest yet. We're not healed. They're like, all right, Jesus, you gave us the word. Uh, we're just going to ignore this, and here we go. As they went, as they as they reached down, as they took the step, as you step out, as you quit ignoring the stuff, that's where it shows up. That's where God shows up. They didn't look at their bodies; they just ignored them. Be quiet. Sometimes you got to tell some things to be quiet. Uh, this brings us into you having to hear from the Lord. Friend, you got to hear from the Lord. I'm so thankful that we can have an intimate relationship with the Lord and you are not dependent on me. Now, I'm, sp- I'm supposed to be a blessing to your life. Our ministers are supposed to be a blessing to your life. But Jesus gives you the same thing he gives everyone else. A- access to the throne, access to him, access to his voice. You know, I thought about this today. I was thinking about getting my inner Ben Pace going on here. Uh, John 10.10. Come on, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, next part. I have come that they may have life. How many people are, oh, man, I'm going to have abundant life? You're just pulling that right out of context. The whole context of that is him being the good shepherd and leading you with his voice. You ain't living in the abundant life, you ain't following his voice. Too many people claiming the abundant life, and they're not. I know, I know he's over there and he told me to go over there, but I'm just, he gave me the abundant life. No, the abundant life, the abundant life is where he told you to go. It's all in, it's all in context to I'm the good shepherd and they'll follow me and they know my voice. It's the good life is all in the context of following the good shepherd and hearing the good shepherd's voice. We got to hear from the Lord because the Lord isn't obligated. Oh, you guys, I already know Elijah's just going to love this one. I'm just, you know, Elijah, you're going to like this. It's for you. Y'all, everyone else can enjoy it, but it's just for you, Elijah. God is not obligated to fill the bucket he didn't tell you to use. Come on, come on. There's too many, too many people going to the prison today. Did the Lord tell you to go to the prison? And then the bucket ain't full. It make, they make a mess, and then at all, we don't need <laughs> Did I do something? I got to. Booger in my nose, or you? The Lord isn't obligated. 
I loved what you said today. You know, I think we should have honor for ourselves and each other because there is a sense of us, but we can't take ourselves too seriously. You know, like, we got to have some fun with this thing. Too many people want God to bless their plans. I'm going this way, and I'm blessed, and everything I touch prospers. Well, the Lord's over there. <laughs> but, come on, friend, it's in his path that we find the blessing. My, my, you know, my... The church I teach, I've taught this before. I really love this one. If you're on the beach with the Lord, how many footsteps? How many sets of footprints should there be? One. I had someone yell, "We're steering you." Uh, okay, maybe if if you're you're having a bad season, but overall, here here's how it should look. You step there, I step there. You step there, I step there. That that's that's I am the good shepherd. Too many people want the Psalm 23 life, but they're not even following the good shepherd. And then we can, you know, you get a hole in those. People get into works and all that stuff. Listen, you don't earn the abundant life. You just simply obey the voice that was given to you freely to walk into the thing he paid for you to have. You can't earn it. You can't earn it, but you can be obedient to get into it. And it's not works. It's just simply doing what he told you to do. You need to have an intimate relationship yourself with the Lord. You need, you need it. You need to, I had this picture today. You need to stay connected to the charger. Like I plugged my phone in last night. You know how many people, they only charge when they come into the church. You get about 10% and there they go. Or I've got my five minutes of prayer time charged up. Like we should be just hooked up to the charger all the time, the power source. Because I love what you said. and I've been doing the same thing, trying to make this just as diligent of acknowledgement. Because I always had this like, oh, man, i got to get in the prayer closet and pray for tongues for three hours to be anointed. You know, like, I'm anointed. Yeah, I should still do, there should be some things. But but I'm just going to stay, I'm just, I'm connected to the power source. That means when I get in the car, I acknowledge him. When I get gas, I acknowledge him. When I'm in the grocery store, I acknowledge him. It's not, I acknowledge you over here in my prayer time. You're involved completely in my life. That's why in the Old Testament, they they, they said, share about these things with your kids. And you're just, that's what I love about hanging out with our, our friends. Man, we're just talking about what God's doing all the time. It's not like this, like, like we're having this holy moment. We just talk about God. We want to talk about yeah, we want to talk about what we're gonna do for God. What we get like, you, you should it should just be that should just be your life. You're connected to the power source, everything you do. See, when you're plugged in, you're continually connected to the source. Proverbs 3 6, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. This this has been it's like one of those verses, like you want, you know, you want the Lord to give you some deep revelation. No one's ever heard. Like pick a verse in like Song of Solomon that I could break down, Lord, that no one's ever heard. Or <laughs> Proverbs three six. It's like well, we heard that one before. This is just like for two years. In all your ways, what would my life really look like if I actually did that? All your ways, all not no not all not ninety eight percent all your. What could my life look like? If in every single one of my ways, again, some people get this picture that God wants to control you, and, and we don't need to get weird, like the Lord told me to wear this outfit. Well, maybe he did, but come on, don't freak people out. But what would your life look like if, if, if every, one, every one of your ways, what would your life look like if every one of your ways was just simply acknowledged and obeyed? You know how many messes we'd miss? have to hear from God in all your ways. Sometimes he says go, sometimes he says stay. Sometimes he says speak to the storm, sometimes he says walk through the storm. 
You know, you think about King David, because people can get off, we can get off by assuming. When King David assumed, he had problems. What did, when he inquired of the Lord, he had success. What if Proverbs 3, 6 is simply inquiring of the Lord, acknowledging? I've, I've tried to, because, you know, the, the, world could, it, the world can be a dangerous place. I've, I've tried to, and I'm, I'm working on getting better and better, just doing this simple thing. When I get in the car, Lord, I acknowledge you. Guide me. Show me which way to turn, because Satan's got accidents set up for you all the time, trying to get you going here. So just a simple, I acknowledge you. It's, it's not hard. We make it like, I really got really to hear from God. Come on, he wants you to hear from him more than you want to hear from him. Just, just simply acknowledge and then believe that he's directing. And I've been endeavoring to try and do that more and more. I mean, and you want to have some good-looking teeth, just acknowledge the Lord before you start brushing. But what would our life look like if, if really, if we, again, I'm not talking about going to get weird, but what if in all your ways? What if you really took that verse and said, in everything I do, every moment of my life, I'm going to acknowledge the Lord. You know, well, I spoke to the last storm. Nope, check in with the Lord. This one you're supposed to walk through. Too, again, too many people are out there speaking to storms when the Lord is saying, walk right through it. Sometimes he'll say, go into battle. Other times he'll say, stand and see my deliverance. Again, I, I believe that we can take these. This is, this is God's word. We can take words and God will quicken promises. But how many people have taken a specific promise given to someone else and then they try and like, well, I'm going to stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. The Lord didn't tell you to stand. He told you to go. So the, the, you've got to hear it from headquarters. It's important to remember, we aren't trying to earn anything from the Lord. We aren't trying to earn anything. We are simply trying to hear from him so we can position ourselves to receive what is already ours. I'm not trying to pull anything out of God's hand. I'm simply trying to get direction from him to get into the place that he wants me to go, the thing he already paid for me to do. It's not your works that get you healed. It's not your good behavior. It's not your two hours of prayer time every morning that gets you healed. That sure helps to walk in it. We simply get it because Jesus paid for it. Now I, so now I need to hear from the Father. So I first need, Jesus paid for it. Now I need to hear from the Father so he can tell me how to get to it, how to walk in it. I got a great example. When We're from northern Illinois. Uh, when we headed down here Sunday, you know what we did? Right to the GPS, take me to Atlanta. And we got here. No surprise to you guys there. <laughs> we got here. And you know I can't take any credit for being here because the GPS got me here. See, some people are getting to work. Like, does that work? Should I do it? No, 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 no. Well, here's what I did. I went to the GPS, and I acknowledged the GPS had the answer. And I said, GPS, tell me how to get there. And then you know what I did? It's real easy. I just simply followed the GPS, and the GP GPS brought me here. The GPS had its part. I had my part. That's how it works with the Lord. We just simply listened and obeyed, and here we are. I can't take credit for getting here. Man, I'm just, I'm just so good with directions. We just simply listen. See, that's how it works in our life. Man, how is it that everything you touch prospers? I just ask and listen. How does your whole family serve the Lord? How are you just healed all the time? I just plug it into the GPS, and here we are. There's two ditches we can get into. It's all up to God. It's all up to me. It's all up to God. It says everything you put. It's all up to God. Here we go, yeah. 
everything you put in your hands to everything you put your hands to will be blessed. Okay, everything you put your hands to will be blessed. What if you don't put your hands to anything? Okay, that say that's that. It's all up to God mentality. Now you got to got to get your hands in a little bit. You got to sow. You got you got you got you got a part to play. Don't 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 put everything on Him. But then you can get in this other. So there's this ditch of it's all up to God. I'm just going to sit at home. It's God. If it's up to me, it's up to God. God's just going to do it all. That's one ditch. But then you can get the other ditch where it's all up to me and you can get all into works. Like if it's going to happen, I got to make it happen. There's this beautiful like picture of Christianity of being a co-laborer. He's got his part. I've got my part. He won't do my part, but I can't do his part. See, when we make it all up to us, it's, it's all up to me. God isn't even in the equation. It's all you. It's all pride, and you're going to limit God. The Lord has great plans for us. But if we aren't checking in with the GPS, the great Holy Spirit, he's, he's, just, he's our teacher. He's our, he's our guide. He'll show us exactly where to go. Friend, your job is just to scoop. His job is to fill the bucket. Your job is to take the step. His job is to make the water hard underneath your foot. Your job is to sow the seed. His job is to water the seed. Your job is to listen and hear direction. His job is to tell you where to harvest. Your job is to go to the harvest and gather it and then give him the credit. It's really simple. Go wash, God healed. Raise your staff, parted. Speak to the dry bones, came alive. Mark 16, well-known one, the Lord worked with them, with them. The Lord wants to do things in our lives, and he wants to do what he has told us more than we want to do it. Man, when I begin to realize, because when I begin to realize that things that God put in my heart, like marriage, I want to be married for a long time. When I got the revelation that God wanted things more for me than I did, it gave me so much peace. God wants you to have the ministry you want more than you do. God wants you to have, God wants you to have the influence. God wants you. God, God wants you to have the business more than you want. God wants you to have the family, the kids, more than you want it. When you get that, it just kind of puts, man, it just puts peace in your soul that I ain't got to do this all by myself. You mean I got, I got someone who's actually going to help me? The Lord wants to do in your life more than what he put in there, more than you want him to. Our job, especially as young, young people, young ministers, our job, here's our job, just keep our hearts right. That's what God wants to do what's in my life more than, more than I want. I mean, there's things in there I'm like, man, I really want to do it, Lord. He put it in there. He wants to do it more than I even want to do it. I just need to guard my heart. I just need to keep myself pure. I don't need to worry about doing it. I just need, I just need to keep my heart. And I need to keep him as the focus. That's all I got to do. I got to keep my heart, keep him as the focus. It's, it's really easy to be successful. It's so easy. You know, I tell our church, it's, there's only three steps to success. It's so easy. You, in anything you do, health, uh, your money, your marriage, your kids, a jo- it's, it's so easy to succeed. Acknowledge the Lord is step one. Step two is listen. And step three is do what he says. And I'll even throw a last one on there. Give him the credit. It, it is so easy. It's so easy. And if you feel like, man, sometimes people are like, I just don't feel like I hear from the Lord. Trust him enough to get it to you when you need it. Just acknowledge him. My job is not to like, like when I acknowledge him, when I step behind the wheel, my job is not like, all right, now show me every turn. Nope, now we just, okay, I acknowledged you. Come on, you told me you direct. I got a promise. You said you direct my paths. So now I'm just doing this. And you, you, you promised, you know. Too many people, they want the whole path written out. We, only get, we typically only get the next step. 
Let me end with something that I've prayed many times, and I will continue to pray throughout my life. And uh, this keeps my heart right, and I believe, I believe this is the reason that I will always end up at the right place at the right time, every time. And I say that with complete humility. Um, I'm going to tell you exactly what I pray. I encourage you to make it a part of your life. I've prayed this many times in my life. I believe it's been directed from the Lord, and I will continue to pray this. This will be something that I will do the rest of my life. I pray these three simple things. Mike, you can come up behind me. I did this years ago, and I continue to do it. I just, you don't have to. I encourage you to make it a part of your life. I think it will really help you. Here's three things I prayed, and I continue to do I said, Lord, I want to please you. I really do. Man, I want to be a God pleaser. That's all my heart is. I don't, I, don't, I don't want a big ministry so that I can have a big name. I just want to get more people into his kingdom. I, want to, I just want my life verses imitate me as I imitate Christ. The only reason we want to be in front of more people is because I just want to reflect him. Lord, I want to please you. That's all I want to do. I just want to please, Lord, I just want to please you. I want to do your will. And because I know he wants me to do his will more than I want to do his will, I say, Lord, speak to me. I give you permission. That's the first thing. I basically just, Lord, I want to do your will. Speak to me. I give you permission to speak to me at any time, at any moment. Speak to me. Second thing I prayed is if I'm not listening, turn up the volume. Got to cover all my bases. Sometimes we can be hard-headed. Speak to me, Lord. I want to hear. Two, if I'm not listening, if I'm not hearing, speak louder. Turn up the volume. And three, if I'm really being difficult, send people into my life that I trust that will that will get to me. Because I have some people in my corner that I tell you, I got one lady in my mind. She's one of my spiritual moms. She's a mentor. If she called me today and said something to me, if she hears from God, it'll change like that. So our job, our job is is not to figure out the plan. Our job is to simply spend time with the one who has the plan and just by faith step out on the plan and then when the plan works because it will work give him the credit and you know what he'll do with the person that gives him the credit he'll give him more and again you didn't serve him for more but he's going to give you more because he can trust you with the little amen thank you for listening to the greater than podcast To find out more, visit our website at MerleMinistries.com.